What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Van Vliet, one dribble, get the corner. Lowry, it's blocked by Draymond. The game's over. The game's over. The game is over. The Warriors have won. 106-105. Keep the lights on at Oracle. Dust those seats off. That old Barnes got one more dance. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. The Warriors huddle with me, Bram, no Marcus today, but with me per usual, our master of all things sound, Maxime. How's it going? And I am fired up to announce after far too long rejoining us in the huddle, the host of the Afternoon Delight on 95.7 The Game, an expert on all things Bay Area sports and a guy who was on hand at Scotia Bank Arena last night to watch Toronto fans establish themselves as classless, injury-loving asshats, Mr. Bonte Hill, what's going on, Bonte? Man, long time no talk, fellas. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. I'll, I'll bring you into the process a little bit. You know, so I always write these intros, needless to say, and I really wanted to say something about Canada's reaction to Katie's injury. Durant goes down, holding his leg. Ibaka goes up and is fouled down the other end. And Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. His teammates going over to check on him. And I wrote in the whole like classless injury loving asshats. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's a little bit too strong for the, and then thought it back. Nope. I am in, I am furious from what I saw last night, almost as furious as I am excited. So I wanted to lead with it. Bonte, you do this crap for a living. Am I doing a little bit too right. much with that? Like opening up with this kind of unnecessary haymaker or good start? Yeah. Uh, it's a solid start. I look on the show with Papa today, we didn't really, we touched on it briefly, but being inside the arena now, I don't condone what happened at the bars and the Jurassic Park. That was classless. But from my vantage point, inside of Scotiabank Arena, now there's always going to be a couple idiots, right? Always going to be some idiots here who cheer for injured players. We saw it in Seattle with Navarro Bowman. They cheered him after he broke his freaking leg. Uh, they basically cheered him and threw things at him being carted off. But from what I saw initially, uh, I saw Toronto fans basically cheering the turnover. Now, granted, there's a couple of idiots there waving bye-bye and this and that, but I saw, I saw them cheering the turnover. And then, you know, Kyle Lowry and company are telling the fans to maybe calm down. And, you know, they started chaining KD. So I didn't think it was that bad. And I sent out a tweet saying, hey, class act by Toronto. Now you see some of the videos from inside the arena. 
yeah, there's always going to be some nuts, right? There's always going to be some idiots. I think the same thing would happen at Oracle Arena if you had, say, Kawhi Leonard get hurt. There's going to be a dumb Warriors fan who cheers Kawhi Leonard getting injured. That's why fans are fans. Fans are short for fanatics, right? They're going to do stupid things to whatever helps their team. So I do think some of the fans in Toronto was classless, and I hate to pinpoint one fan and say, hey, that's how this whole fan base is acted because for the most part, Toronto fans have been cool, they've been cordial, they've been polite, but yes, those are going to be a segment of dumb fans who do idiotic things and cheer on injuries oh, okay. like they did last night. So, so, so for the most part, from what I saw, what I saw, what I experienced, I thought Toronto fans were classy. But well, here again, we go. Okay. Videos outside of that. So, Bonte, you know I love you to death, and I wasn't there last night, right? So I have to defer to you. By definition, I didn't, you know, I wasn't right. there to actually experience the feel. But I will disagree with you right. nonetheless. You ready for it? And here, here's how I'll do it. Go, I've been watching sports for, for, I don't know, 40 decades. And over the course of those four decades, I don't know how many injuries I've seen on the court. I don't, you know, let's call it, what, 150, 200? I don't know. A right. lot of injuries we've seen. Right. And in every single one of those... I've seen a crowd's reaction. You know what I have never seen out of 150? For the home team's players to have to tell the crowd to show some class. I've never seen that at any point, ever, ever, ever. And I sure as hell haven't seen it in a finals. So if it was a no, small no. percentage or a large percentage, those people are assholes and need to be called they are. out. And, and, I, and I said that. They're idiotic. They're <laughs> idiotic as hell for doing what they did. And the fans were telling them, Kyle Lowry company, we're telling this segment of fans to calm that down. Now, let's also think about the fan base we're dealing with here. Are they knowledgeable on basketball? Yeah, this right. is a franchise That's that right. was born in 94, 95, and yep. it's a hockey country. Yep. And a lot of these fans are just now learning the game. So it's a hockey crowd. And what do they do in hockey? They cheer all the time. Yep. They cheer all the time when stuff like that happens. So <laughs> it's a bad fan base for sure. But uh, I thought from what I saw, I looked around. And there were some fans clapping and chanting Katie and stuff like that. Sure, Kyle Lowry had to do that. But I, I, think it's, I think it's a big disservice to just pay the whole fan base and say they're classless. Yeah. Yes, they are classless fans. There's classless, there's classless fans in every single fan base in all the sports here in the Bay Area, whether we like it or not. And Chris Weber came back, got injured with the Bullets when he came back to uh, the Coliseum, and fans cheered that. They cheered it when Chris Weber got hurt. Arena in Oakland, California. So uh, there are classless fans. And I thought what I saw at the bars and videos of Jurassic Park and Sonya Curry walking into the hotel where fans are yes. screaming at them, that's, that's obnoxious. That's uh, that mob mentality where it's just classless. There's no doubt there's a bunch of classless fans there. But initially, from what I saw and what I just experienced, I just I was like, all right, there's chatting up for KD, blah, blah, blah. But then you see the videos, of course, you're like, oh, whoa, what's going on here? But I, I, I hate to pay the whole, pay the whole fan base to say, hey, they're classless. Because there's always going to be a classless fan, uh, right? There's always going to be that. Of course you're right. And I think we both know I have no problem overgeneralizing. The entire fan base is classless, Bonte. They will never get out of my doghouse. <laughs> I cannot. Okay, so Bonte referenced it. Here's a, I don't quick, blame you. I don't here's blame a you. quick clip just so that we can put out the biased point of view, right? Here's a quick clip of Raptor fans greeting Sonia Curry as she got out of the car. Uh, Maxim, if we've got that, let's roll it.
So there's one piece of the uh, of the classy puzzle. Here's another. There's that super fan, right? Super fan Nav, the guy we see actually in Oracle, we see everywhere. Here's a quote from him from a few years back. Quote: Other countries might be richer, but they're not richer in mannerisms, politeness, or looking after each other. The country south of us has a lot to learn. So I'm not sure you can be dropping pious quotes about how much America can learn from your fandom if you are, and again, I heard you, Bonte, but if you are waving at a man who is contemplating the end of his career, possibly, during a finals game. So F them, bud. Your your approach is right, dude. Of course your approach is right, but I have no problem saying f*** you Canada fan we all saw it your real nature has been revealed man Maxime where are you on this you know because because what Bonte's saying if if the way I'm hearing you Bonte is if you took a camera and put it only on one fan in almost any arena anywhere chances are you could find an asshole you know, like that's kind of part right. of having a big group of people. And what I'm saying is, right. I, you know, I think they even ex- exceeded that. Maxime, where are you? How what, did it drive you crazy, or were you a little bit more healthy on this? No, no, no. It totally drove me crazy. And and I, you know, I'm gonna try to justify it in a way. I, I doesn't. It doesn't matter what I think. Um, quite frankly, I don't think it matters what anybody else thinks, except for. Um, the Warriors and the Raptors and the people in those organizations because those are the people that are actually dealing with the consequences of an injury like this. Um, as far as they were concerned, what they felt on the court was derision, right? Was was this rudeness towards Kevin Durant. Um, so forget what everybody else thinks. And yeah, there might have been a ton of fans up in the, you know, in the 200 section that are just chanting KD and, and being classy fans. But as far as the people that matter are concerned, that was that was classless. And, and you know, to take it one step further, I'm sitting here watching it on my television. And Bonte, of course, you couldn't see this, but right, the exact angle right. that it cuts back to when you see Kevin Durant on the floor is you see a fan right next right behind the ba- the hoop waving right and i mean that that just reinforces <laughs> yeah. it and yeah i mean yeah maybe that's that one fan but the combination of that fan waving plus all of the warriors themselves feeling hurt by a fan base's actions to me is enough to to uh, to therefore be angry on their behalf Bonte would you do it I mean, because I have done terrible things as a fan, man. Like, terrible things. Right. You know, I, I got kicked out of an, an Oracle game for sitting right behind Manu Ginobili and screaming balding. I got, I tried to get and then yeah. all of Oracle to chant rapist when Kobe Bryant was on the free throw. I've made mistakes. Dude. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of terrible mistakes. <laughs> but I have never cheered for an injury. I haven't done that. Yeah. Have no. you? Because I know how Nobody passionate did. you no. are. No, never, never. You never do that. You never, ever do that. Right. It is. You feel sorry for the athletes because you know what they go through to get to this point. Right. The work that they put in. I think Kawhi was the terrorist squad in game number six. I'd be sad. Right. I enjoy watching Kawhi Leonard play. Like as much as I hated the Dodgers or hated the Dallas Cowboys in the nineties, if Emmett Smith broke his leg, I'm like, damn. Exactly. That freaking sucks. Like exactly. I would be sad. So yeah, no, I look that fan courtside, that's all the video they were after. And it, it, it's it's terrible. It's a bad. There we go. Bad Let's look. go, Bonte. There's no doubt about it. There's no, <laughs> and I admitted that. There's a bad, bad look when you see fans do that. There's no doubt about it. I just hate that, man. Like, there's some fans there who were like, "Oh wow, that sucks." Yeah. Because there were some fans there excited to see the Warriors at full strength. Yeah, right. Because trust me, there's a segment of Raptor fans who probably think like, 
We don't want any excuses. We don't want no asterisk. Sure. We want to beat them at their best. So there's always going to be a test. Just like, you know, with people, with Kyrie Irving, for example, right? I don't think Oracle, there's probably some fans saying, oh, Kyrie Irving got hurt. Here's our chance now, blah, blah, blah. There's always going to be some fans there. It, it, but it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because you think about the situation, this fan, and I'm not making any excuses for them whatsoever. But the game took off at about 9 o'clock. How much liquor or weed or drugs <laughs> in these fans have in their system to do some idiotic things and their natural reaction was, oh, Katie turned the ball over. Oh, he's done. Ha, 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 ha. Like, you know, it's no excuse for it. There's no doubt about it. Here's... But I, I guarantee you, man, I guarantee you there's a segment of fans in every fan base that would do the same thing they did. But it was classes. Uh, to get yeah. caught on video waving bye-bye, that was ugly. It That's was exactly ugly right. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the, I'll, I'll leave it at this because I think we're actually agreeing on it. Um, it, it was just a, a cumulative thing that annoyed me. I mean, like after we hear for weeks, like what an amazing fan base they are. And they're just like the Warriors in 2015. And they are supported, but they're also super polite and super nice. Yeah. And they're not antagonistic. And, you know, like all of these accolades and every shot on earth of Jurassic Park celebrated and blah, blah, blah. It was great to finally see that maybe some of those accolades are misplaced, man. But I'll, I'm going to move this on. Yeah. All right. What I want to talk about at least quickly is some just bright things, some things we noticed from this Game 5 victory because, damn, was it amazing. And there's this weird feeling right now. I mean, I'll keep it personal, but I think it might be throughout Dub Nation of, like, we're not allowed to completely celebrate what happened in Game 5 because Durant got hurt and our emotions are mixed. But that's not fair. You know, we, we can be upset that this has happened to Durant, but that doesn't mean we can't savor what the hell happened in that arena. So... Boys, I'm interested in things that stuck out to you. Um, and I'll start us off with this. Boogie. You know, the the way that that Boogie storyline played through last night. That Boogie has a face that shows emotions unlike almost any other superstar I've seen. You know, he, he just tends to show exactly what he's thinking. And there was a shot last night right after he got leapfrog before he played when, when Bogut came in and he had a look of worry on his face that screamed, I'm not sure if my career is going to continue to go. It looked like he understood what all of us were thinking. You're probably not playing tonight. You're probably not playing in this series. It's donezo for you. Right. And then we fast forward, man. He not only is one of the principal reasons the Warriors were able to come out with an amazing victory. He is now one of the most important figures for a huge game six. It was just an awesome transformation to watch. Oh, and it came at the right time, Bram. I mean, you think about it, KD goes down, and he and he was going to be a healthy scratch. There was no doubt about it. After yep. the way he played in game three and four, he looked <laughs> unplayable. And it was sad because after game two, I'm thinking, man, maybe he can get 20 and 10 from Boogie. Yep. Maybe he can be that third brother, that 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 third scorer for this team. And he just lays a dud in game three, <laughs> one for seven. What was it, four points, three rebounds, or three points, four rebounds? I got the numbers wrong. But and then game four, he was just unplayable. Turnovers, forcing it. And then when you needed him. like I, It was just like when Katie goes down, I'm thinking, all right, it's just a matter of time before the Raptors take control and win this championship. And Boogie comes in and gives a two big boy layups exactly. and a wide open three. Dude, let's and go. it's just like, oh, man, let's go. And he was inspired on defense. I mean, it's just, it, wow. I mean, when we look back at this Boogie, the contributions from him, the big Quinn Cook three-pointer in the fourth quarter. That's right. Of course, the Splash Brothers doing what they did. 
a big Draymond Green three-pointer in the fourth quarter when Iguodala wanted no parts of that shot. The way they won that game, the way they watched Kevin Durant go down and you see Iguodala and Steph Curry walk with Katie in the tunnel, I damn near shed a tear when I saw that. Hell yes. Just through Twitter. I, I, I almost shed a tear. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Because I thought, okay, if they're going to go out, at least they're going out, you know, sacrificing every single thing. I even bring up Kevon Looney and what he's done oh, in the last two games, playing for a collarbone injury. Unbelievable. But then, but then you just see the way they won this game, and it's going to go down as one of the biggest wins in Warriors history. Sure, they may not win this series. They may lose this series. Man, they may end up just winning three championships in five years. No small feat. But we're going to always remember game five of the 2019 NBA Finals exactly right. because of what Boogie did, because of what the Splash Brothers did, because of, you know, grinding in Toronto against the calls. I thought the ref, I thought the officials, they were, you know, they called some things. I was like, damn, they're trying to get a championship for the Raptors. Okay, whatever. And then to be down six there with two minutes to change and you get bang, 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 a step, a three-pointer from Clay, a three-pointer from Steph, a three-pointer from Clay. It's just unbelievable. Theater, man. So, as you mentioned, DeMarcus Cousins, you pull for the guy because obviously coming back from the Achilles tendon chair the way he did in less than a year, uh, I mean, tearing his quad in his second ever postseason game, fighting back to try to help this team for the finals. And he's got so much on the line a long term deal, money. It's, it's a different situation than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I believe, will sit out the next year and still get paid a max deal. I, because he's Kevin Durant. DeMarcus Cousins, entirely different situation. Because of you, as you talked about, Brad, the body language, he always looks annoyed. Looks like he's a ticking time bomb. Will he get a long-term deal, a short-term deal? What is he going to get per year? 15, 20, 25? Will he only get 10? Will he only get a mid-level? So to see DeMarcus Cousins fight through it, man, it just makes sure. And I love what he said after the game about the organization, talking about it's bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, how he's how that front office cares about their players, you know, and it's just not about basketball. Um, I, I just really, I'm really pulling for Boogie because he's always gotten a bad rap. And all he, all he, at the end of the day, all DeMarcus Cousins wants to do is win basketball games. Yep. All he wants to do is win. And I think he's proved that with the way he's come back in this postseason and fought back from two gruesome injuries. Hey, you have touched on so many things. We're going to chase them all down, but first let me put them together with an oversimplification. of something I was thinking last night as I was trying to go to sleep, which is almost impossible, by the way, after any of these finals games. I get so fired yeah. up. Dude, I trashed my knee last night watching. It's almost like I was playing, but like I, I mean, it's really more of a illustration yeah. of me being a psychopath and how old I am. But before. Exactly. I, I see the way Brad tweets during the game. I want no parts of watching the basketball game with him. Oh, dude, I listen, I, say that now. There was, be destroyed. there was multiple moments for no reason now that I look back on it that I opened my front door and just ran outside. Just ran outside screaming during last night's victory. But I digress. Oh but I wanted to say, and here's my oversimplification, this is amazing fucking television. It is Amazing. Yeah. It's the greatest show that okay. anyone has ever put together, ever. All the plot lines you just talked about, just each one of them, the idea that players, superstars left the court to walk back Durant as he held back tears. Watching Boogie put this together. Imagine the acting, for example, it would take to actually have a television show like this. <laughs> right? you, you know that Boogie, for example, you know in the story this yeah. character 
factor is going to turn it around at the end, is going to be the focal point and help them win game five. But first, you need a shot from that person, from this actor who can show the world how concerned they are, that they actually think they might not be able to do it and that their entire life is, is professional life is coming down to this next stint on the court. And that actor has to show you that in his eyes in two seconds of film. That's what they did. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so yeah. it watching this crap. But here's the next thing I wanted to chase down, man, because I need I need your uh, I need your sage wisdom. What is going on with the officiating, Bonte? And let me start here. Have you ever, ever seen an offensive foul called with 15 seconds left in a determinative finals game? Dude? I mean, was that not completely? The movie screen, yeah. The movie screen was I was standing next to Pilonacci Buki when that happened. He goes, that's a tough call to make in that situation. Now, look, look, look. I, I'm one of those guys where I had to check myself about tweeting about officials. I do find it interesting, the records of teams with a certain crew uh, officiates a game. Like, for example, game three, I thought Mark Davis was both terrible on both sides. Yep. That crew, and you had a referee there who had never officiated a finals game. I thought they were god-awful. God-awful. <laughs> and I believe we may be seeing Mark Davis in a potential game seven. I hope not. I hope we don't see him in game six. I hope we don't see him in game seven. We do not need to see the guy. It is. They were <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing. It was, a, it was a total, excuse my language here, a total show. Yes. Um, it, it was awful. It was awful. So, look, great teams overcome officiating. Great teams overcome bad calls. And I thought the Warriors did that last night, especially in the second quarter. And Durant's out. They have a double-digit lead. They need to see all these touch fouls. Jeremiah Green gets a second. Kavon Looney gets a second. Iguodala has two. Clay Thompson had two early. It was just like, all right, guys, what is going on here? But the fact that the Warriors were able to stay out of foul trouble in that second half in the fourth quarter yep. and have some fouls to give, I thought was very key. Very underrated part of game number five last night was the fact that the Warriors were able to be aggressive late in that game. So, um, Look, the officials are going to be in officials. It's the NBA. They're always fishy. They're always funny. So, look, good teams overcome officiating. And a talking point last night, thankfully, uh, unfortunately, it was about Kevin Durant, but thankfully, we didn't have to talk about the referees, some of their egregious calls late yeah. in that game. Yeah, I, I there's a couple of non-travel calls that I just lost my mind on. Where they were oh, using the Kawhi Leonard Yes, oh, he's yeah. using a Euro step to pass, to, dude. <laughs> and it's like the C. It was like the lane parted like the Red Sea. Don't with an easy dunk because exactly. everybody's going crazy. Like, how do you miss that call? And everybody right stopped. It was so obvious. Other, the whole, every other player on the floor, the other nine people stopped because they were waiting for the travel call. That's why he got the damn layups because nobody was playing defense. Uh, here's another thing I wanted to run by you boys. How amazing was that first quarter? You know, watching the Warriors oh, as they're supposed oh. to be. You know, it's like watching Superman drop a piece of kryptonite he was holding. You know, and we only got it for the 12 minutes and we lose Durant. But like watching the offense as it's meant to be, you know, suddenly Toronto's vaulted defense and their ability to switch and their ability to get back wasn't quite as suffocating. Dude. Turns out when they couldn't double team Steph and Clay and they could go one on one, they were just as dominant as they always were. There was something that was just satisfying about watching that play out. No, there was – that first quarter was – it was like, all right, these are the real worries, right? Now the finals have started. Kevin Durant has entered the series 
and they just start lights out. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like, and KD, like, I don't think he touched the rim of those three-pointers. <laughs> Nothing but net. And you just heard net. It was just so sweet. Curry comes out aggressive. I mean, they scored 34 points in that first quarter, led by six. And I thought another thing that's been hampering the Warriors in this series is finishing quarters. I thought they'd been terrible in the last three to four minutes of quarters. Finishing. And that's where Toronto has had the advantage in the series. Just thinking about game four, uh, the way Toronto ended that third quarter. They ended it with the bang. They ended the first quarter. Think about it. The Warriors were up big in that first quarter in game four. Clyde Leonard scores 14 to the 17 for the Raptors. But those big buckets late in that quarter, some turnovers by the Warriors, they've just been awful. So to see them finish that first quarter with the six-point lead, not giving up there, and the way they shot, it was beautiful basketball, man. That was, that was art. That was absolute art. Now, defensively, it wasn't quite a masterpiece, man, but <laughs> offensively, it looked beautiful. That's exactly right. Uh, the one defensive masterpiece that's worth putting out there was Draymond's block at the end of the game, right, on Kyle Lowry. And I'll use oh that God. as an excuse to update my least favorite Toronto player. It's Kyle Lowry now. You know, it, it was uh, Van Vliet for a little while, and Danny Green's body posture and hair continue to make me angry for no reason. But <laughs> Lowry, I, I don't – he has Pablo Sandoval's ability to be overweight despite being a professional athlete in season, and his insane sense of overconfidence is starting to bother me. Yeah, it, it's – Kyle Lowry whines a lot too. You yes. know what I mean? Like he Constantly. just whines – he whines about every little thing. And this guy who I saw get the yips in Game 7 against the Sixers, get the yips against the Cavaliers over the last four years, yeah, he annoys me. He does annoy me. He's like a fake tough guy, you know what I mean? Yes! A fake silly tough guy. So, I don't know if he annoys me as much as Danny Green, because Danny Green has done some dirty, dirty things in the series. The hip checks on Clay Thompson, the stuff that's not being called, the grabbing, the holding... The way he talks, like, dude, enough. And the bohawk. It's like, dude, if you're pussy 30, right? If you're you're in your late 20s, and into your 30s, you got to go away from the bohawk, dude. Like, Absolutely. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely right. Maybe if it was like an ironic cut, you had it for a week as kind of a joke. But it can't just be your look. You look terrible. That's exactly right. Uh, Maxine, the last time we talked about this, I think you told me you didn't have a most hated Toronto player, and I remember that really bothering me. Is that still true now, or have you finally developed some hate? I legitimately hate everybody at this point. There we go. That's what's up. Where was that last time? <laughs> I don't know. I was just so, like, I felt abused by this team. You know, I was, like, shell-shocked. Right. It was like a, you know, like a Stockholm Syndrome-esque situation. And uh, I feel like now that the tables have turned, they've reawoken me. I've been reminded that I'm a free man. I live in Freedom USA, and no, <laughs> f- all of them. I love the idea that you fell in love with your captor, the Toronto uh, Raptors, <laughs> after a couple of games, man. You may be taking these losses harder than I am. Good for you, dude. Go for it. I guess. Uh, here, here's another uh, take I wanted to get from both of you. So after the game, obviously, Bob Myers gave a press conference, and he was asked about Kevin Durant's injury. Here's what he had to say. Realizing we're not going to have more answers until tomorrow. So go ahead and start, Bob. Uh, 
Ähm. Uh, Kevin had an it's it's an Achilles injury. I don't know uh, the extent of it. He'll have an MRI tomorrow. Um, pri prior to coming back, he went through four weeks with our medical team, and um, it was thorough, and it was experts and multiple MRIs and multiple doctors. Um, and we felt good about the process. Uh, he was cleared to play tonight. That, that was a collaborative decision. Um, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I, ru I run our basketball operations department. and. The <laughs> Um, let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball, and the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. A lot like I was saying about the reactions from the Toronto crowd, I have also seen a ton of GM press conferences after an injury, right? Let's, let's give that a number two. I don't know, 50 of them. I have never... I have never seen one like that. You know, I've, I've not seen an emotion like that. Not from the GM. You see it from the players, you know, you can see it from the fans, but you don't see it from the GM. What was that? How did, how did you guys interpret that press conference? What, what was going on? Uh, that was Bob Myers at his best. He's a genuine human being. And being fortunate to be able to talk to him on a weekly basis and know him personally walking into the gym. I saw him before he gave yesterday. Okay, look at you in Toronto, man. You can hit the big five. It's too big for me now, huh? Like, that's who he is. That's who Bob Myers is. So what hurt me about everything this morning was all these naysayers nationwide, all these former Cleveland Cavaliers and Oklahoma City Thunder players and, yeah. you know, all these fake GMs. Oh, the Warriors did them a disservice, Katie, that is. Bob Myers is lying. He's trying to save face. You don't know Bob Myers. These people don't know who Bob Myers is. That's who he is. What you saw on the podium was real. That was uh. authentic. So, you know, all these people who are hating and taking shots at Bob Myers, it's crap. It's total crap. Like, that's who he is. And for him to show raw emotion like that, first of all, he didn't even have to go up to the podium and speak. Yep. How many GMs you know would go up there and speak after an injury like that? He went up there to go speak after an NBA Finals game to break down what happened. And, you know, you got to applaud the guy. You got to applaud the guy. That's who he is. So I don't know how many GMs would go do that after a game like that in the finals uh, when your star player basically comes back after rehabbing and try to get back to the finals. And, and the fact that people say Kevin Durant should have looked at his money. Well, number one, don't we play this game to win? Yeah. Don't we play this game to win championships? You know, that's why I love Mick Van Axel today and Richard Sherman sending out tweets of the day. Basically saying, <laughs> any athlete, in that situation, playing for a championship, they're going to do whatever it takes to go play a game, to go help their team win. And that's what Kevin Durant did. And yep. he should be applauded for that. Bob Myers should be applauded for going up and speaking and showing that much emotion after a game like that. Uh, he genuinely cares. And that's why I love the Marcus Cousins again, saying this organization, it's bigger than basketball. They truly care about their players. And, you know, all the idiots nationwide, screw them. 
They don't know who Bob Myers is. Yep. They don't know what this organization is about. And they're going to continue to hate. They're going to continue to nitpick on one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. So screw them. I love that. And I think we are. So I'm not even going to touch it. That was perfectly handled. What I will say is what I should have said when we first talked about Kevin Durant's injury. Focusing on the crowd's reaction before I had us talk about the grit that Kevin Durant illustrated to come out there was a mistake. Durant and I'll, you know, we already have enough F-bombs on this one, so I apologize. But Durant is a f***ing legend. There's no other way to put it. I, you know, I, I think he should eat for free for the rest of his life here in the Bay Area, regardless <laughs> if he ever plays another day. Same thing goes for Loon, by the way. But he showed me something in those 12 minutes and his willingness to come out here and put his career on the line. So that was just amazing. Yo, here, I just, just I I feel I feel legitimate love for Kevin Durant. Um, and it's something that, you know, has I think been brewing a little bit. I was certainly primed for that emotion, but it, it took on a whole nother level last night. Um, uh, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm just a fan. I've, I've never met him uh, to tie that back into what Bonte was saying. I mean, you know, we, we all have bosses, right. That we go to every day and that tell us what to do. Like, even if we don't have a personal relationship with them, we know who they, who they are. And we, we would, I think we would know if they went out into a press conference and were faking crying. Um, that's a pretty disingenuous thing to, to even try to pull off. So, so to combine the love that I feel for Kevin Durant, you know, with, with right. Bob Myers being sort of the central figure of the person who right is there, for example, when, uh, Durant and Draymond get into their beef uh, earlier this season. He's the one that is with these guys every week. He he's like you know he's the he's the central figure in all of this above and beyond uh, Steve Kerr. He's the one that's actually making sure that these players are content, or if they're not, he's the one that's making sure that they are getting what they need in order to end up being okay. So the fact that anybody would have any belief at all that he could come out there and fake it and then expect to go and look at these people in the eye at the next day, there's there's just no chance. And so, I, you know, the love that I feel for this man, I mean, versus the love that, that Bob Myers must feel for him, I I would be crying too because, I you know, I was, I was crying watching him and I was crying watching this all unfold, realizing the full impact and the weight of, of this friend, of this, you know, of this person that you fly around the country with year round. Um, it, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And so I just got to say like uh, Kevin Durant, absolutely. He should, you know, he, he should absolutely get that statue outside of Chase Center. Well, and here, let's put it this way. All year, there's been this weirdo, supposedly media-created divide. They, they called it KD and the Warriors, right? You know what we saw last night? KD is the Warriors. He didn't walk yeah. back to that locker room by himself. He didn't only call over Rich Kleinman, right, and, and go into some little hole. Hell no. Who went back there with him? Steph in a finals game. Andre during a finals game. Who sobbed at the podium? Our, our GM, a guy who has developed a relationship with him. Anybody who thought that KD was not a, a founding member of this team got a giant two-barrel blast of fuck you last night because they saw it. You cannot, you can't, you cannot deny it. You can pretend, but you cannot deny it. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with all that there. Let's well go. Well said, Bram. Well said. Let's go. Um, let me give us uh, one last topic, and then we'll get the hell out of here. What I'm looking for, Bonte, is optimism. All right? I understand why 
uh, Toronto can win tomorrow. I understand, you know, the various things that can go into it. That's not what I want to hear. What I want to hear is why the Warriors can win. So with that in mind, give me a reason. Going into game six, why can we start expecting a game seven? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. I really don't. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, look, the reason why they got in the situation was because the role players had to play elevated roles, right? All of a sudden, you need more minutes from Quinn Cook. You need more minutes from Alfonso. You need more minutes from Jordan Bell. Can you get Aiden to hit a couple jump shots? Can you get Draymond to hit a couple more jump shots? Just don't know. I just don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do this here and try to beat the tough Raptors team uh, that is long, athletic, that is deeper. Um, nope, I'm stopping you. you know, We're not hearing those. I'm not hearing those adjectives. No, 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 I wasn't finished. I wasn't stuff. finished. I wasn't All right, finished. let's go. I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished. I'm not going to wear my <laughs> goggles and say I predict a game and I predict a game six win, but I do think something about Oracle Arena. And I do think something about the, the, the championship DNA of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, that's I right. do think they out a way to push this to a game seven. I do. I, I do think they do that. So uh, game seven, here we come. Father's Day in Toronto. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go, Bonte. I believe that we will win. That's what I'm telling you. Here's one of the reasons I think it. What we need is motivation. This team needs to catch magic again. I understand it's not easy. I understand what's in front of them, but there's reasons. There are reasons. It's the last game ever at Oracle at any point ever. I don't even know if an arena has ever had this, have their last game be a determinative finals game. But if you want to get fired up for that, there it is. How about Kevin Durant? As far as I'm concerned, an entire country just cheered the end of our best players season. Is that enough motivation? You know, how about a shot for Steph to earn a finals MVP? Because it could happen and it could happen tomorrow. There are enough reasons for this historically good team to be able to stand up and beat a Toronto team that may have more talent, but I think has less reasons to win. And I will end it on this. If you are going tomorrow, if you are going to be a part of the lucky 19,596 people, the only people on earth who are going to get to see the last game in Oracle, make it count. I, really, make it count. If you are ever going to stand for 48 minutes and scream for every second, it's tomorrow. If you are ever going to act inappropriately to support the Warriors, it's tomorrow. If you're ever going to lose your voice, mind, you're cool, everything for this team it's tomorrow. I'll put it really quickly, and I'll put it like this. Steph, Clay, Andre, Draymond, these guys have brought us unbridled joy, entertainment, success for half a decade. You want to pay them back? Bring everything you have tomorrow. And it's not just limited to the people in the seats. If you were in the Bay Area, just like Maxime said it last time, bring the shirts, bring the passion. If you see somebody out there as a Warrior fan, scream into the air, go Warriors. We get one last shot at this this year, you guys. Let's make it count.
Good, good.